Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, what's up? This is Ron Coolen, and you're listening to The Loud Spot with Sebastian. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loud Spot. I'm your host, Sebastian Cosby, right out of Oklahoma City. Today we have a great show for you. We have Ron Coolen from Holland. What's up, Ron? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Good to be here. Absolutely, man. And we have Sam McIntosh, who's actually just in the same house as me in the other room. What's up, Sam? Yeah. You owe rent. <laughs> so, Ron Coolen, man, from Holland. What is going on? So your music that you write, it's you just go by your name, Ron Coolen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I uh, released my album under my own name. And uh, yeah, that's where people can find me when they look for me, look for music. No, I, I had Big Daddy Cool uh, from Holland. That's what I found it under. Big Daddy Cool. Yeah. Oh, never no, heard I'm of jo- that. I'm joking. <laughs> that's, that's your new name now. That's, that's Big right. Daddy yeah, Cool. You. So, so you write music, is this just like a one-man band kind of thing? Well, it's a solo project. So I wrote uh, I wrote all the songs, the music, um, and I played most of the instruments. Like I played drums, played the bass, played the rhythm guitars, uh, some keyboards. And I knew that I was bad. I sucked in singing and I sucked in playing solo guitars. So I needed to have singers and I needed to have yeah, players that can play a decent solo. Um, and that's what I approached a number of guest musicians for. I found 12 of them, and I, I, I really wanted the best, uh, the best I could get. And uh, so I was able to get some, uh, to attract some great, some great names, which I'm really proud that they're on my album. And um, um, so, but in the end, it's a solo project with, with many guest contributions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask that. I was going to ask, are, is, are you doing all the instruments or is someone else? But obviously, you yeah. just now, is there one? Uh, do you eventually want to put a band together if the opportunity arises to perform this on stage? Yeah, yeah. The plan is to, uh, but maybe I'm going ahead, but the, the plan is to release the next album this year. And then the next year, 2022, when all this shit with this virus is over, hopefully. Uh, then I plan to form a live band um, and go out on tour. And uh, um, I think I'm pretty confident that the singer will be Keith uh, St. John, who is doing a, a number of songs on the uh, on the album. And he's going to sing all my songs on the new album. Keith and I have 
uh, let's say we've worked very closely together and our cooperation is getting better and better and better and more and more. And we both have agreed that uh, the plan is to go out and tour. And uh, so it will probably be the two of us. And then we'll have to still find a, a former band um, that will be able to take to the road. So that's the plan the next year. Do you write all the lyrics uh, for him or do you give him any room to write his own music? No, I don't. Uh, that's another thing I'm not able to do. I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty bad at writing <laughs> lyrics. So <laughs> I, I'm writing very simple, you know, very simple uh, lyrics. And if, if I do write them. Um, but I had, um, I had uh, one person writing some <laughs> lyrics for some songs. That was a singer in my ACDC tribute band that I was in. ACDC, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played in that band for many years and we had a female singer and she liked writing her own lyrics and songs as well. So she helped me in the beginning and wrote a couple of lyrics. Um, but then when the, uh, the, the songwriting progressed and when I found some uh, singers, uh, like, for instance, Keith, Keith uh-huh. Then um, I send him the songs, I send him the lyrics, and then he said, no, I'm, you know, it's not my type of lyrics, I'm going to d- redo it, and then uh, it's completely up to him. Uh, he does yeah. it. And, and, the, and the good thing is, and, you know, that's the thing I learned from him, is, him, is that he's able to catch a story in one sentence. Yeah, you know, I, I, if I would write, I would say, I'm going to the city, and I'm going to have a drink, and I'm going to the bar. <laughs> And he's able to package the whole story in just one sentence or three words. It's it's just yeah. incredible how he does it. So you do you do play on the album, right? Because it sounds like everyone else is playing, <laughs> but but you're not. <laughs> what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what what are what are you playing by the by the way? So we know what to listen for. Yeah, I'm playing rhythm guitars. All oh, rhythm okay. Guitars. I'm playing all bass, uh, all drums. Oh, okay. all, keyboard, all keyboards. See, so you didn't really go off and find a lot of these other people. It sounds like you do most of it, but there might be a couple of things that you might... Uh, yeah, but, you know, I'm pretty modest about my own contribution, to be honest, and I'm, I'm really proud of what the other guys did because, That's to good. me, what, what they did is that they... Um, I was confident and I was okay with my own songs and my own playing, but... When I added, you know, all these solos to it and all these vocals to it on top of it, to me, the, the, all the songs became two, three times better. Mm. And so for me, they, the guest musicians, musicians have a lot of value in yeah. you know, uplifting the song to the next level. So when, so when you go into the studio, um, I, do you play all the instruments? You're, I mean, do you, do you record the drums and then record the guitar and then record the bass? So you do all the recording yourself? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. man. That's pretty, see, that's, I, and I saw on your Facebook page, it says that you were a drummer in one band, a guitar player in another band. And so you're pretty well versed in, in all instruments except for singing. And dude, I can, I, I can not only can I not sing, I also can't write lyrics at all. My lyrics are my lyrics are just as bad as yours, probably. <laughs> he has a hard time even speaking. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes we have we have to put words in his mouth and be like, Sebastian, you wanted to say this, and he's like, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone has its own, his, his own qualities. So, how long has Holland been shut down for? As far as the, as far as with COVID and all that, when did the when did the concert stop, or did they stop? Uh, yeah, they stopped almost immediately in March, and uh, they never 
I think they never really well. There was a, at at some point there was the opportunity to play in front of max thirty people, um, and you know there were some bands that organized a gig and then they had, you know, thirty chairs. People had to sit. They couldn't walk. They had to sit. They had to sit yeah. one and a half meters apart, and then they, there were just thirty people in the room, which is boring. You know, <laughs> yeah. it is. It, it, yeah. You know, we had a, uh, the Vital Signs and the Anchor. We put those guys together and we did a, a Halloween show, but we had to abide by the restrictions. But it really, as great as it was to for the bands to perform, the it just wasn't the same. There was no energy. It was no. it was all lost when, and especially these are hardcore metalcore bands where interaction with their fans yeah. and yeah. and and people getting rowdy and crazy definitely. And oh, and we had to be twenty five feet from the stage. The first person yeah. they had to be twenty five yeah. feet. So it it sucked, but we wanted to give fans what they wanted to. So and and as a as their booking agent, I'm like, yes, we're gonna do this Halloween show, and it's an annual tradition to do this called yeah. Spooktacular. So yeah. unfortunately, but you it's know, not, if people it's, if, if if people like it and if bands like to play, you know, it's fine because they should they sh- then they should do it. For me, yeah. it it doesn't work because I I want to go two hundred percent or not on or not at all, and. Um, so, yeah, I was actually when I released the album last year, that, that which was two weeks before uh, COVID came. So it was the worst timing ever, probably. Uh, and you the planet didn't, you didn't know. You didn't know. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know what would have happened. But but you know, I I so I, I thought okay, you know, the plan was to go out and tour in the summer summer festivals. So I knew immediately that plan couldn't go into the trash trash bin. Um, and yeah, I decided to spend my time writing new music and uh, and and not do things half. You know, if you would say I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna tour in for in front of thirty people. You know, it's it's just not. Yeah. You know, you spend time. It takes away energy. It doesn't bring you anything. And so yeah, for me, what worked best is I spent time writing new music and recording new music. And uh, you know, yeah, man, postpone the touring. Let's play a big deal data. What's this song? Like, I, what's this song about? Uh, I guess I was gonna say lyrically, but did you write? You didn't write the lyrics to this, so we'll just listen to it and we'll figure it out ourselves. Here we go with big deal data. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
Ron Coolen, earlier before we played this song, uh, you were talking about some bands playing and like not in front of a lot of people. Well, I have a funny story about that. When I was in a band a long time ago, I screamed for a band, right? And as a screamer, you gotta have a lot of energy. Our band had a lot of energy, or I was the only one that had energy. Well, there was like four people at the uh, uh, like at the whole show to see us play, and one of them was my sister and her boyfriend, and then like their two friends that came. And, dude, I was going all out crazy on stage. And looking back on that, I probably just look like a jackass, man. I might just look so stupid. <laughs> the crowd's not into it. They're just sitting there looking at me. And I'm just running around stage back and forth screaming in a microphone. So, did, did you, you wear, yeah, did you wear a dress or anything and, and use some stage presence? I, I, think, I, think, I think I wore eyeliner probably, had a bandana. I mean, I looked cool. But, but with the audience not into it, it just kind of looks silly. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, one of the biggest things that with a lot of bands is the energy from your 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 fans. Yep. Like you were talking earlier about, uh, you know, um, you know, with the COVID restrictions and stuff like that. The you know, basically the energy is not there. And probably the only thing that I think, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion alone. So if you want to send, if you guys want to get hatred on this, send it all to Sebastian. <laughs> uh, but uh, jazz, I think jazz or something like that would be the only thing where everyone could sit down and enjoy it or maybe like oldies i wouldn't even say oldies but something outdated that you didn't really move to basically you just kind of absorb the music opera 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 yeah so that would work but if it's rock or metal or anything like that now i'm even hip-hop man you gotta move even with hip-hop music you got you gotta move around you know hey i'm i'm dancing to uh i'm dancing to uh to uh uh Cardi yeah, B? I, see, I can't even. Cardi Car- B? Well, I... Uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that is. And that sounds familiar. Uh, Lil Wayne? Okay. okay. I don't know how to do it. There's a, there's, a little, there's a little Windex that does that. <laughs> you ever seen little Windex? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Ron, I got to ask you. So, do you do a lot of podcast or radio type interviews? Yeah, quite a lot. I get approached quite a lot for to do that, so I like it. I love it. And are a lot of them in the United States? I think they're yeah, most of them are in the western Western Europe and the United States. Yeah, because I was just, many of them. I was just thinking, you know, Sam and I uh, lately, like this week, has been mostly out of country artists that we've been interviewing. That's your fault. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we. I like to go worldwide, baby. You got to go worldwide, right? No, what I think is just it's it's just like you know musicians. We have all the abilities to record everything at home, home studio, and so is with making uh, radio, making podcasts. Anyone can make a radio show or make a podcast. Yeah, not everyone can make a good one. Yeah, that's exactly. (laughs) We say the same thing about bands. There's tons of bands out there, but there's not a lot of good ones. So, um, and and what it is is he actually had this all pre-booked and stuff like that. So he's just we're wrapping up his bookings basically. Uh, Pretty much, it was from March first. Is pretty much the bookings that either have came in uh, because we we we've had to pick and choose a lot. And so anyone listening, especially bands. Look, if, if if it didn't work out some way, shape, or form that we couldn't get you on the podcast, we apologize. That's his fault. Wait, actually, you're probably over here. No, I'm over here. there. No, okay. That's his fault. Send all your hate and and and, and uh, nudie pictures to him. <laughs> no, send, send them to Ron. Overseas. Send them. Send them over. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Is, is is your kind of music pretty big in hollow? Like your style of rock music that you play? Uh, I think the, the 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 let's say there's a certain age group that I belong to. Um, uh, you know, I was I was born and raised in music in the in the eighties, uh, so there's still a, a, a significant group of my generation that likes my type of music. Uh, but I think youth is much more into. Uh, yeah, the new metal, uh, what is it? New metal or dark metal or yeah, darker, darker music. So my, I see that my my fans and my listeners, they are more, they're older. They're thirty five plus, thirty five, forty plus. That's why I like it because I'm thirty eight. <laughs> That's why I like. like exactly. <laughs> 
I'm 21. 21. <laughs> yeah, right. You wish you were 21. <laughs> when was, I am. Ron, when was the last time you played a concert or played a show? Uh, that must have been uh, February last year. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What's, what, have you played in different... You've traveled around to other countries, I assume, right? Well, but when I played with my ACDC band, that was my last band I was in. Uh, we played, let's say, in the vicinity of Holland. Holland is, is not big, but it has a significant live scene with a lot of bars, a lot of clubs, and a lot of. Uh, so we can, we move a lot, moves a lot in in, in Holland and a little, little bit in Germany and Belgium. So uh, there are many opportunities to play in a, in a relative small area. Yeah, Amsterdam, baby. Uh, yeah, you know, you a lot of lots of clubs in Amsterdam, Rotterdam. Oh, literally just one strip, and it's just all clubs and. Yeah. Fun, fun stuff, Sebastian. Fun stuff. <laughs> have you been there? No, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. I feel no, like, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I feel. Like, I want to. I feel like I've heard the name ACDC before, but I don't know. Could that be a popular band name, just generally speaking? Well, no. we when we came up with the name, we thought we were original. And then uh, when at some point we got uh, we got a booking from uh, from a guy from a club, and uh, and he said that he was so glad that he finally could have the Australian ACDC, <laughs> the Australian Australian ACDC, you know we you know we the Dutch ones. So when we started looking, you know we found out that there were a couple of other ACDCs. So it it, it appeared to be not a very uh, uh, original name, but yeah, you know. Yeah, it's your trip tribute band so at least they got the music that's what the yeah. whole thing was about so yeah. and the tribute scene was huge over here uh, really massive everything was tribute bands because you know uh prices of gigs at etc they raised to to 100 150 a ticket and then you are sitting in a huge arena looking at a screen um, and there were so many uh tribute bands that maybe were even better than the original and you could see them in a small club so uh, that scene was huge until everything was shut down and um, uh, every week you know you we could you could play every week that's every awesome week man play. yeah yeah actually uh sebastian and i we're going to start our own emo night oklahoma that's what we're going to do <laughs> it's just going to be emo music and everyone can sing along and we'll have guests Guests come in, uh, like uh, Post Malone can come in and sing his <laughs> Chemical Romance song. So, it's actually, actually, that's very popular. So, that's is it really? I've never yeah, heard of that. E- emo Night. That's the, and it has the little. See, all right. You well, I can't talk too much. I do have them busy on TikTok. So, I am. I am. I am. Ron, do you have a TikTok account? No. No. I, I don't blame you. I just, I just started, I just started one. It's, and it's just, I, I'm having too much fun with it. I think I thought I didn't, yeah. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but I do like it. Yeah, uh, I, I just Matter don't understand fact, what I, I don't understand it. What I should do there? I don't just be goofy. Understand. Just be goofy. Yeah, That's yeah. It. Hey, no, I'm too he, old for that shit. He's goofy. <laughs> he's goofy. <laughs> What I do is I liquor them up, and then that what that's what happens. I, I liquor them up, and and then I give them mushrooms too. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a blast. You can see the clown. Should check out the clown one. High as a kite. If you if you could pick a show, totally not on the same subject, Ron. But if <laughs> if you could pick a show 
that stands out to you or an experience on stage that's one of the most memorable that you have, what would it be? You know of other bands that I uh, that I watched? Yeah, they know bands that you've been that that you've done on stage, a memorable moment for you on stage. Um, it's okay. We worked that, all night. That's, that's that, a good that, question. That. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're the best. You know, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen so many bands and uh, playing live, and 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 a lot of them made a huge impression. And uh, in terms of of the 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 show, big show, I've seen Ramstein. Oh, you saw, I, I was I was actually talking about yours. You, any memorable moments that you've had while you were on stage? Oh, mine, mine. Oh. Yeah, yours. It, yeah, uh, it's when he was with Ramstein. You didn't know about that? <laughs> yeah, you played. You played with Ramstein. He was the one that came up with the lyrics. Du hast, du hast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. That's him. That's one, him. What, and the other one, what was it like? Du hast mich. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, um, I think uh, uh, first time I played a, a big venue, you know, a really big venue, you know, and then the experience you had of having this massive sound, PA sound and stage sound, and that was when I was, when I was still a drummer. Um, and you know, when you play small clubs, it's always difficult to get the right sound, and you know, it, it, with with drum, where you feel the drums. And then the first time I played on a huge stage with a huge installation, a huge PA, you know, I I felt his drums kicking in. You know, it was like <laughs> I was going towards an orgasm. There it was it was, it was it was incredible. Now, do you wear in ears or do you, do you normally do the monitor? Well, at, probably at that time it was probably just monitors. It wasn't probably in ears. No, it was monitors, and now I, now I wear earplugs. Just to protect uh, the sound. Oh, okay. So uh, you don't use in-ear monitors no. at all? Mm. No. no. Did, you, did you start off I'm playing? A slight, I'm having a slight tinnitus, you know, or you mm. know, the, 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 and I just don't, uh, I'm a bit afraid of using in-ears hmm. because, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Well, because you can turn them down very low to a normal, decent, decent, uh, decent sound uh, coming through your decimal. That's what I was trying to think. Yeah. So, I, so, I, so you've never played in the United States before, have you? No, no. 
Man, I, I, now, would now, now, dream. The, would be a dream. Would be a dream. You know what's so funny is bands in America is a dream to play in Europe. Bands in Europe want to play in America. That is so yeah. strange. It's that, what you can't. What you can't have. Yeah, it's always you. You 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 want what you don't have, and. Uh, so the yeah, and, you the, know, I, I I love America. You know, and I've been to I've been to America quite a lot, and I've been to gigs in America, and I love I, you know I love the venues, I love the atmosphere, I love the the, the people, how they you know how they uh, uh, well behave is not a good word, but how they respond to music, you know. And in Europe is more stiff, you know. If you're in, in Holland, and that's that's also why I would like to go to to the U.S. because people are, in my opinion, are much more responsive during a concert. And if you go to Holland. Most people say, you know, they're like this, saying, okay, you prove to me that you're good, you know, and I'll, you, that lick, you didn't play that lick correct, you know, I hear a mistake there. So, oh, oh, they're critical. Okay. They, 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 they critique you, what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, very, very critical, you know, and you need, to, you need to really convince people instead of, you know, you go, I, I think you go to a live show, so yeah. why not, you know, go in there, you know, and well, this, people... This, this next song we're going to play plays tribute. I believe to Las Vegas because it's called Sin City. Is that correct yeah. to say? That's correct. That's All correct. Right. Let's play this song right now, and I do have some pretty good questions I wrote down. So we're gonna play Sin City right now with Ron Coolin. Here we go. <laughs>
City. Ron, are you still currently writing new music during uh, the pandemic, or are you going to wait until you can start doing these songs already live again, or live for the first no, time? No, 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 I'm, I'm writing lots of new music, and uh, I basically immediately after COVID kicked in, I started writing new music, and uh, I'm, I would say I'm at 80-90% now of my new album. Okay, how many so, songs? How many songs are going to be on the new album? Uh, I expect around ten. So and it's going to be like a three-hour, three-hour album. Yeah, yeah, with two hours to go. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I mean, he's got six-minute-long songs. Half of them are guitar solos. So yeah. you you might want to just trim it down to six songs, make it an EP, and then it. But it'll be an hour long. So it, it yeah, matter. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got just too many good stuff that I would like to bring out. You know? That's, it's, that's it's burning the, in my hands to get out. I know that's the thing is you get something you want to put it out there. I'm the same way. Uh, I do music, uh, satire music with a buddy of mine. And I'm always like, when we came out with our little, you know, six song album, I want to put more on there. 
He was like, no, this is good enough. No one's even going to buy our music. Like, for me, no one was buying our music anyways. So, no, they're, they're yeah. literally not buying his music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really, really bad. I'm not I don't even know kidding. I'm not even joking. Like, no one's buying it. But I still <laughs> want to put all the other songs on there. Uh, no. And no, David was like, no, this is good enough. No one's buying our shit, man. So. That's because he he has to engineer and mix and master all that. So you're just That's, making it yes. worse for him. Yep, because all I do is the lyrics. And he did everything else. Everything else. <laughs> all I did was the lyrics. Did you start off playing the... What was your very first instrument that you picked up? My first? Yeah. Drums. Drums. Yeah, well, no, I'm going to say my very first was ah, oh, so okay. Yeah. You know, when I was... I think I was about 10 years, and I went to music, music school uh, for three years, uh, learning uh, keyboards. I hated it. Really hated it. <laughs> what Sebastian? I, Sebastian was a uh, skin flute. So <laughs> skin flute. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes, well, so, sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. Sam makes jokes, and people in other countries they understand the joke, or if it's just an American joke. Because Holland, Holland will understand it. I understand <laughs> pretty well. <laughs> I understand. Maybe saying. like maybe like Africa or the Middle East, not so much. But Holland, yeah, they, I understand. You know what skin flu it was is. a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he made a joke the other day uh, about Uranus, the 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 planet Uranus, oh, and the yeah, kid did not guy. understand the joke. And I was like, Sam, and I think he I think he got it eventually, because then he the, said the cruel joke to say. Uh, yeah, he was talking about planets and then something, and I said, "Well, yeah, we like Uranus." So, <laughs> so it didn't go over well, and that's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you got a big hand. <laughs> Number one, Oklahoma City Thunder. This is uh, this is what's great about going over to Sebastian's house. Now I can now I can uh, steal things and use them as props all day long, and then yeah. pick my nose on it. So. <laughs> Right. It's like my uh, my guitar player in ACDC. Uh-huh. He's, he's, he's a guy from uh, from Indonesian area. So uh, he's not black, but he's, you know, he's, Dark. uh, he's darker and, and he likes to uh, speak about that. So and he was playing Angus, you know, in our band. And oh, wow. so he always wore a T-shirt saying black Angus. Uh, but but the guitars uh, the guitar uh, the cover called? up the G <laughs> the guitar, the so guitar strap. Said, oh, a lot of pictures say black anus so, <laughs> <laughs> and he left it, he left it. <laughs> hey and you know what like 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 Sam says you know if you can't make fun of yourself then you know yeah yeah and don't if take you yourself too seriously and if you can't enjoy black anus then I don't know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, what's your favorite? What's your favorite instrument to play on stage during a live show? Guitar. Guitar. Yeah, guitar. I would have said the drum. I'm a drummer though, so that's why I would it, say drums. Yeah, maybe it's the same as you know what we said before. It's it's what you don't have you want. So when I was playing drums, you know, I I initially I thought everyone was looking at me, you know, because I'm the drummer. <laughs> no uh, one looks at the drummer. But no, no one. <laughs> When I was a guitar player and I went on stage playing guitars, you know, I, and I was, you know, getting closer to the, uh, I, I could move around, I could, you know, go to front and be closer to fans, and and then I found out, yeah, no one's looking at the drummer, and uh, it's it gives you much more, you know, ever, ever, 
And that's why that's why Tommy Lee had to, you know, create these big old drum kits that go upside down in Motley Crue so people would yeah. look at him. Screaming for attention. Screaming for attention, yeah. You know, I like it I like attention too. <laughs> if I could sing, I would have been a singer, man. I just can't do it. Let's now he, what? He, he he does he's supposed to be singing lessons from from uh uh Ava uh Gore. Gore. Uh, Martin's Martin Gore is from Depeche Mode's daughter, so he's supposed to be taking singing lessons, but he hasn't done it yet. So no, I'll her, ask. I don't want to bug her. I don't want to bug her. I'll ask her though. And I, I, I I let her know yesterday that you're being about it. She's like, really? You okay. Oh oh oh, oh, you called me. No, you you said that. I did. I'll I, show you the text. I I'm doing it. I'm going to call her today. You know okay. what? All right. Challenge accepted. Sam. And you're and you're only 38, so you, you know you got your whole life in front of you to to learn how to sing. No, he's actually he's in a really bad shape right now. He can't walk straight. <laughs> like I said, his heroin abuse is really bad right now. So I don't know how much more he has left. So I'm feeding. I'm feeding right now. Let's play this next song while I uh, do my heroin. All right, here we go. We're gonna play White Summer, Rod Cullen. Here we go.
summer, Ron Coolen. Man, it's been great having you on the podcast. I do want to ask you, though, where can people find your merchandise, your music? You have a website, all your platforms. Yeah, uh, they can go to my website. It's www.roncoolen.rocks. And I do have a shop uh, where they can buy the album, where they can buy all kinds of stuff and, um, and merchandise. I'm also on Bandcamp. Um, and since this week, I'm uh, also on Spotify with my uh, with my album. Um, um, social platforms: I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, mainly Twitter, a bit. Twitter, but, uh, Twitter. And, not on, and not on TikTok. <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not, I don't, I don't blame you. Are Are you going to make any vinyl albums? It seems like that's kind of a big thing. It's kind of come back. Is, is vinyl? Are you planning on doing yeah. anything like that? I grew up on vinyl, so I would love to do that. But, you know, the, the production costs and distribution costs are huge. And uh, for an independent small artist, that is, uh, that's quite out of budget. So f- for the time being, not. All right. So here's how you do it, Ron. Here's the secret to it. You pre-sell it. And then once, every, once that order is fulfilled, then you make the order. That's an opportunity, yeah. I yeah. Can, I Just can. do 20 of them. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. We should put our we should put our podcast on a vinyl, like a vinyl. A vinyl. That'd be kind of. Don't tell me no. Yes, I'm doing it. Who do? That's, uh, <laughs> actually, if you want to do just a single vinyl, you can actually do a single vinyl, and it's about fifty dollars for the vinyl. Yeah, I've looked so, into that as well because yeah, it, yeah, it, you, you need did. a certain volume to get it at certain. Yeah, disc maker. No, disc makers. Just go through disc makers. It's about fifty bucks for the whole thing. Yeah. It's not very much, but okay. that's okay. a pretty expensive okay. vinyl. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I may do that for the next one. For the first one, that was not really an option because I was too busy with all this uh, production and bringing yeah. it live and, uh, and financing it, and uh, I finance it all by myself. And uh, so I may I may do it. So I may uh, ask fans around to, to do it, but uh, I still have to think about how I'm going to market the next album. Um, when do you plan on dropping that? Like, do you have a time frame set of when you want to release it? Yeah, the idea is around summer, and probably after summer, but I hope August, September in that area. All right, man. We look forward to it. I know I look forward to it, and I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I don't want you to go anywhere. I want you to stay right there. I want to thank all the fans that listen to The Loud Spot. You can find us at www.theloudspot.net. You can find everything on there from podcast, merchandise, our social media. Sam, is our social media on there yet? On the no, not, not yet, but you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, stuff like that. Just look, search The Loud Spot. But the great thing about the website is we just implemented the player. So literally, if you don't want to go to those other places to listen to The Loud Spot in the audio version, all you got to do is go to the website. It's right there. You click play, done. You're over. You can look at our merch that's, that's up there too. So, um, yep, there's links, to, there's links to the podcast, YouTube, the merch, all that stuff. Sam's done a great job of helping set all that up with the visuals. So thanks, Sam. Thanks again for listening to The Lost Spot, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. See ya. Thanks for having me, guys. This is The Lost Spot outro by Nothing Short of Tragic. Is this all talk with no action? No. Is this my thoughts with distraction? No. Is this what I bought that's in fashion? Or is this the loud spot with Sebastian? Yes. Does nothing short of tragic have his back again? Yes. Does everything that's good really have to end? Yes. A 
pimp host, half the pimp show. So to get more episodes, make an order. This is over. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.